Jack Rich Nation hanging out with you right here from the East Valley Institute of the Technology, people. If you haven't heard, this is the main campus, one of the premier trade schools, automotive trade schools out here, out of Mesa, Arizona, ranking nationally plumbing, welding, automotive, mechanical, and we are grateful to hang with you, Ranch Nation. talking about that mechanical vibe drive you know what i'm saying if you're currently working in the service bays as a automotive technician we salute you if you're sitting in class learning and grinding we salute you that's what wrench nation is all about it's one happy community and we are honored to spend it with you every week and of course giving big shout outs to our saturday kfnx and our 90.7, 88.7, The Pulse listeners. And Dad, listen, we didn't forget about you, you podcast maniacs. We heard you. Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You guys are hanging out with us. And I will tell you, take it one step deeper before we introduce the show topic. You need to get onto wrenchnation.tv. That's where we park our shows. And I will invite you. And we're not selling you penny stocks. I want your email. That's sacred email. What do you want my email for, Frank? <laughs> well, I want you to join our tribe, our mechanical tribe of goodness, where you guys know you've been hanging for a while. We celebrate and highlight the automotive goodness and good works. Hashtag fake news if you think car culture is going away. So catch your email. Put your email on wrenchnation.tv. We send you out a weekly newsletter, and once in a while, we have my co-host with a big smile and a big pearly teeth, Susie Sockets. Welcome to the show, girl. Well, thanks, Frank. How are you, buddy? I'm wunderbar. I'm excited. I'm so always, it's like therapy, I always tell people. It is. I love this. I love this time. Yeah. And, and you know, speaking of the, the show this week, you know, uh, we've had an incredible array. Last week, we had uh, Jason Torchinsky, of course, producer of uh, Jay Leno's Garage. Uh, he's uh, an amazing cat that works out of that jalopnik and he's weird and odd shows and cars and he lives in that space so that's one of the 170 some odd shows you can catch on the site but this week i wanted to because we're going to be at sema apex next week uh which we won't have a live show but i wanted to touch upon veterans day so all of my veterans veterans families tune in this show will be dedicated. Look, I'm a veteran, man. You're a veteran, too. I, 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 You know, I'm not trying to be all Mr. Veteran, but right now I'm feeling a little goosebumpy straight up because oh, yeah. we don't get enough attention for our vets, especially those, not those that are doing well, but those that may have come back with PTSD. Right. Or there may be a dysfunction aligning in civilian life. How many of you know a vet? That may be that way. So this show, we're going to line this up. Here we are. Shortage of mechanics. What's that mean? You've heard that the first time. What do you mean, Frank? Shortage. Well, yeah, there's a shortage. There's a major shortage. In other words, we've got a ton. It's like the fire department. They're retiring 12 people. We only got two people applying. (laughs) It's the same situation we have. So I want to design this show value rich for my veterans and made up 
possible solutions here, programs for vets as an automotive technician, welder, collision, body. And I am grateful. You know, every week we try to pull in some amazing talent from across the country, across the world for that matter. We got Luigi Scola. He's a, uh, well, I believe he's a second generation. We'll get this straight and skinny, but he owns the Car Star Collision Repair. He's a veteran and he is, I'm telling you, this guy does everything from food drives to employing veterans. He is the authority regarding how to make that work. And he's got a cool name. I mean, are you kidding me? Luigi Scola. We're going to we're gonna talk about Sicilian pizzas and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but he is doing a bunch of work with uh, Fisher House and so on. And then we're going to bring in our good folks at uh, UTI, Universal Technical Institute, John Decato. I believe I got his name right. And John is doing some pretty incredible things by way of the military programs that are aligned. These programs are offering incentives for a future as an automotive technician. Now, you're listening, and I may have lost you. You said, well, he, he said automotive technician. He didn't say butcher or baker. Why would I want to become a mechanic and stuff and all this? It is a rewarding career. Now, were we biased? Well, maybe I'm biased. I'm almost 30 years doing this. It's okay. But I've been able to feed my family. I've been able to take many on a journey. It is a skill. It's in demand. And so why not made up? some solutions with veterans that are coming back and this shortage of mechanics. That is our goal on the show. Uh, You know, we don't take a lot of calls. That's probably taboo uh, with radio, but I will tell you if you're obliged, uh, you know, I've got a lot of replay listeners that may not, you can get on a Facebook wrench nation. I'd like to hear what you have to say. And if you have a working program anywhere in the country, please Add into the conversation. Again, Facebook Wrench Nation, or you can text 480-655-8870. As always, do I welcome my lovely co-host, Susie. What's shaking in the world? Woohoo! It is, let's see, nothing's really shaking, Frank. No everything, earth, yeah, everything's well, pretty calm. No earthquakes. You got no good? earthquakes, nothing like that. No no drama? No. Come on, everything's smooth, all yeah, nuts. Yeah, everything's so smooth. Check engine lights diagnosed properly. Yeah, we're good. Brakes are good. We're good. No squeaks. No squeaks. Nuts and bolts are Except aligning. Except for maybe a mouse all right, or well, a rat. I, speaking of squeak, I want to do mention something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> mouse. Yeah, you're going to talk about a rat, aren't you? No, I don't no? want to do that. No. What are you going to talk about? That may be the Wrench Nation after hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I caught my first rat. Yes, you of did. Of the season. You know, we have roof rats. How many of you guys listening have roof rats? <laughs> Mainly Central Phoenix, Arcadia, not so much East Valley. And I don't want to alienate all of our folks from California, New York, Dakota, where they listen. But, you know, what do you do? Three o'clock in the morning. I was up. I'm on some medicine because of the damn leg, right? So you don't sleep right. And my wife has been after me for two months. Go kill that rat. We got a rat. I'm like, what's a rat? They're going to eat something and go away. What? They're not in the house. So three o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting outside, minding my own business on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And I hear a thumpity thump because I put the glue traps. Right. Now, what do you do when you see a rat? Now, rats are not mice. And I know you... My, no, they're not. So they don't squirry. No. They, they don't, yeah, they're not squirrely. They they pretty much look you in the eye. Rat's in your face, <laughs> looking you right. up and down. He's got little gangster <laughs> tattoos on his he's eyebrow. He's checking you out. He's checking you out, and he's mm-hmm. saying, what up? <laughs> and I'm looking at him. I'm saying, well, you're stuck on the glue trap, so I particularly Aww. have the upper hand. That's yeah, true. Well, what's the next step? Oh, How no. are we going to, to dispose of it? Yeah. Okay. So like I knew I live with girls. My daughter's my wife. There's no way in hell I could leave a live rat inside this garbage can and that will cause screams because i would they'd kick me out i'd yeah, be done that's Susie, how i'd screams. have to move in with you and mark that would that would be that 
So now I'm trying to formulate a plan, a technical plan with algorithms and flow charts on how <laughs> to make this happen peacefully. And I don't want to witness it. Right. And I'm not going to get to how I did that. I'm going to leave you at that. That's right. I don't want to get graphic. That's for the after hours. I don't know how that's related to car repair. But you but caught the rat. We share our life's journey. So if you've that's got right. roof rats, maybe you want to text how you get rid of roof rats. That's right. Um, Susie, one of the things that we see, and I want to offer this up to the folks listening, many drive an older vehicle. Yes. 130, 150, 200,000 miles. Okay. Toyota Camrys. Yep. Honda Civics, all kinds of older vehicles, mm-hmm. trucks. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that will take place is like an aged mattress spring. How many of you have a mattress that's eight, nine, 10 years old? Or 15 or 20 years old. My mattress is probably 12, 13 years old. Right. We sleep in it. We get used to it. It is what it is. Right. We get used to the sag. We do. And mm-hmm. we don't think about it. Once in a while, we wake up with a busted up back and right. we look at our spouse. And, and we flip it. And we blame our spouse. <laughs> but as it relates to vehicles, follow me. You got a older vehicle. Your struts and shocks. Some of you are saying, well, I got to look that up. What is struts and shocks? Well, that's part of your suspension. Right. Ride control. Age, wear, and tear. Mm-hmm. Let's not get complicated. Mm-hmm. Think of your mattress spring. Now, yeah. you've been driving around in this 150, 180,000-mile vehicle, and you're used to that saggity, bumpity, squeakity, raggedy. We had folks come in the garage this past week, and we do a ton of struts and shocks, that literally said, why didn't you tell me about this before? Yeah. How come you never told me about replacing my struts and shocks? I'm like, well, we do. You said no. That's right. What I'm saying to you people, is it a more cost-effective approach to restore your ride like new for whatever, whatever it costs, retail, you could spend, whatever, right. 800, 900, 15, you're fancy, you got a Mercedes, going to be north of 2,000. Or if you're a weekend warrior, you do it on your own, maybe that's going to cost you 300, 400, and you got blood, sweat, and tears into the deal with a six-pack while you're watching bad football on TV. And now you've restored the ride as opposed to going out to buy a new car. Yeah. And just a known fact, at 50,000 miles, we're talking about 200,000 plus, but at 50,000 miles, your struts and shocks have gone up and down 88 million times. That's bananas. That's a fact. I think those engineers need awards or something. (laughs) That's true. What's that Nobel Peace Prize? What do they call this? uh, Science Award? The Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) Give those shocks and strut engineers because that seems to me to be absolutely impossible. How many times up and 88 down? 88 million times at 50,000 miles. We don't think about it. We don't. It's like breathing. We don't yeah. think about it. Well, I, I just want to bring that up because a lot of people this time of year, almost like tax season, is celebratory. Maybe year-end bonus. I'm going to get some extra money and I'm going to treat myself. All my new car people are pissed off right now because I just told them don't buy a new car. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you, be practical. Think mm-hmm. about the investment you already know it's going to cost you 100 bucks a month to maintain the thing. 1200 1500 a year. So if you invest in restoring the ride, there you have it. So with that said, come down to our garage because we can help you restore your ride. <laughs> <laughs> in any event, Susie, you got any news before we break and uh, bring you know in what? our good friends here? So this is kind of interesting. So it's um, there's a vehicle out there in Washington, D.C., right in time for Halloween, passing out candy. They're calling it the... Cunicorn. 
Well, come on. It's D.C. What's wrong with these people? I don't know, but it's the unicorn. So what kind of car do you think would be converted to a unicorn to pass out candy? You said the whole thing about this story, other than the freaky unicorn. Yeah. You said D.C. Now, if you said Phoenix or New Jersey, (laughs) when you mentioned D.C., yeah, you want another clue? Say it again for the people. Cuna- Tell us. It's the cunicorn. What is this cunicorn? Okay, I'm gonna give you one more clue. It's the emblem that has four rings. All right, so Audi. Okay, very good. So cunicorn. This is a vehicle. What do you mean, like like? So this? it's the Audi three, Audi Q three. They converted it into a, a cunicorn. It's got a three foot long horn with gold glitter, purple finish, and it actually is attached to the windshield. And the body, the vinyl body wrap is pearlescent. They're passing out candy in Washington, D.C. Do you think people Maybe. are attracted to that? Oh, my gosh. I would love to see that. Uh, you know, that's a good point you make. Maybe we should do that on Facebook. show Because people love to dress up their cars for the seasons. Yeah. You should check it out. It's a really cute picture, but I thought that was very creative. Cunicorn. Where does the Q? Oh, From Q3. Q3. Oh, look I at, gave you hints, Frank. Look at all these automotive people, how clever <laughs> we are. I don't know. Well, listen, this show, man, Veterans and Automotive Repair, Education and Opportunities. I want to invite you guys to stay tuned with us. We have uh, a very special guest, a uh, very talented uh, business operator, a uh, former Navy veteran out of Brookfield, Illinois, uh, Luigi Scola. He's going to join us and talk about the incredible things that he's doing, you know, in hopes that if you are a veteran listening or know a veteran, let's let's try to tie in the shortage and opportunities for vets that are coming back. Because look, you're a vet, you're listening, you know, oh God, I can't find a job. I get 90 days and then it doesn't work out. 90 days and doesn't work out. So we're also going to bring, uh, we're, we're honored to have, uh, this is sort of last minute, we certainly appreciate John Decatur out of uh, uh, UTI, one of the big trade schools in the country, who has. Their programs are available for vets. We're going to put it all together. You guys, stay tuned. Ranch Nation, next. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Frank and Susie hanging out with you guys. Get on wrenchnation.tv. Your core talk, man. We're community. Always remind you to uh, catch some of our shows there. As well as if you've got a show topic, uh, bring it on. Uh, we'd love to hear it. This is a community affair. Or lastly, if you know of an automotive rock star in your neighborhood, we'd love to highlight them. On this show, we're covering veterans. Veterans. As it relates to the educational opportunities in the automotive industry. Now, Quietly, there are a ton of programs. In fact, a lot of you would say, well, I didn't know about that program and that program existed. And so this show, we not only want to bring light to the spirit of these programs, but the actual individuals that are living and breathing as examples uh, to those programs to, to help our vets out. Uh, I'd like to bring in uh, Luigi uh, Scola out of uh, Brookfield. Luigi, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, and thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate and honored to be on. We are honored to have you on, man. Thanks for your service. Uh, well, we're fellow Navy. I looked at your bio, and 
Man, we were steaming in the Persian Gulf, I think. I was on an old tank landing ship, and I think you were side by side somewhere in there. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you got your start um, way back when. Tell us about the family business first off so we can kind of set the pace about uh, your collision business there. Uh, I own an auto repair collision facility. It's called Carstar Skulls Collision Center. It's in Brookfield, Illinois. Uh, it's 13,750 square feet. I got about 16 employees. I produce about 135 cars a month out of there, and I have three veterans employed. When we talk about veterans specifically, do you see your industry peers with challenges that may have you saying, I can't believe they're having these type of problems because this is how we can make it work? Is there resistance in the industry with your peers about that? Uh, I don't believe there is. I believe a lot of the peers that I have that I know uh, <clears throat> work hard to accept veterans and try to hire them in positions and try to make sure that they're taken care of and uh, have good worth ethics and work hard at, at the jobs they get. <clears throat> Do you think, uh, and I ask this because I'm really speaking for a lot of, well, both consumer as well as our, our peers in the automotive industry. Do you think we can do a better job? And if so, where are we falling short with our veterans by way of continued employment? I mean, I think there's a lot of us that are hiring, but it seems like in that 90-day period, there's sort of this disconnect and it didn't work out for whatever reason. Well, I think that comes down to the uh, the employer himself and the type of culture that he has in the facility or job that they're hiring the people. I don't always say that it's the veteran's fault uh, for not being able to maintain the position or uh, do well in the position. I believe it's a matter of the employer understanding the employee better and working with them to keep them in the positions and to help them survive in life. I'm ready to employ a veteran the first time doing something like this. I've got an established business. Where do you think I could go wrong in employing a veteran and and sort of losing a veteran. What are those best practices? Give us some tips because you got a lot of business owners that are interested and they want to know, okay, how, how do I avoid what I can? Luigi, you have a great program in place. You're a veteran. How do you set up others for success? What, what can we do better as businesses? Well, first of all, you have to definitely give the veteran some space help him understand his uh, his responsibilities and what he's being asked to do and allow him to uh, allow them to participate and do well in that position and if they don't then if medical help is needed and you can still see that then offer the help through insurance and uh, 
you know, friendship and just trying to keep an uh, honest communication link open between you and the veteran to make sure that you understand where they're coming from and what they're going through, if they're still going through something from their past experience. Luigi, do you have uh, any of your vets on staff now that are going through PTSD? And if so, you mentioned medical and that approach. Give us some insight about what a day looks like that from your perspective as a business owner and how you're able to make sure that individual PTSD is able to not only get the help but survive for another day of great productivity and culture in your business. How are you managing that PTSD? Well, I offer Blue Cross and Blue Shield through my insurance company, uh, through the, my business. And if I have a veteran that does have PTSD and occasionally he tends to wander off track, at which time, you know, I will pull him into my office and quietly discuss few things with them and try to make them understand what their accountability is and what we're trying to accomplish at work and if I feel that they're struggling too much with that then at that point I would uh, request the veteran to schedule some appointments with you know uh, the insurance medical help for them and then as long as the veteran is showing that he's making an effort uh, to get the help that he needs and uh, continue to come to work. I allow them to uh, the slack time that they need to to take the help they need, and then I allow them to come back to work and try to you know uh, get back in the groove and see if they can keep managing their daily lives and and making progress going forward. Wow. I mean, you just you just spoke a boatload of what, let's just face it, Luigi, a lot of small businesses would not go that far. Some would take the PTSD as not knowing any better as face value of some sort of anger management issue. Well, I, I don't want that individual because that's ruining my culture. But you're saying you really have to be prepared to take deeper steps internally as well as be ready for that handoff for the professionals in this case on the side of Blue Cross, that's a big challenge for a lot of small business. Yes, it is. Um, but again, I believe that any business that's a good business that has a good culture, such as I do in my facility, you have long-term employees, whether they're veterans or not. And uh, I try to treat everybody in my business as they were a family member and that's how I respect them, and that's how I help them progress in life. We love that. I mean, there are many businesses that align with that, and I think the end goal is with, uh, with your reflection and some of the great things that you're doing is to be able to kind of dive deeper into a conversation of where the challenge lies. We have to address the challenge. Like, we can say, here's all these programs, here's all these businesses that offer it, but for those that are on the fence that we are truly trying to say, hey, you need to take another look at this because maybe they've heard of or they just had a bad experience they just didn't know of. A lot of small business uh, owners are, they're so dialed into a different type of culture where 
again, this could be looked at as anger management or let's face it, Luigi, just straight up ignorance on the side of someone that truly doesn't know the dynamics of PTSD and that sort of thing. Do you find that some veterans that are that are coming out, of course, there's a military has a, a fairly decent exit strategy to a lineup, you know, segueing from military to civilian life. Do you find just the plain language barrier of, you know, going from military to sort of civilian code? Does that pose a problem in communication amongst a lot of vets and maybe some frustration all the way around? Um, I don't perceive a communication issue with any any employee. I work extremely hard to ask employees to talk to me whatever it is that's on their mind or what's bothering them, especially a veteran, if there's something bothering them. I always try to come up with a solution for them to solve their issues and try to get back on track. And I believe that if you're always extending your hand trying to help, the help will come back around to you. So I'll never stop trying to help someone. That's incredible right there. Yeah, you know, I wanted to add, too, is that, you know, sometimes when, when I'm interviewing and I see that uh, on the resume or we talk that they're ex-military, I get a little excited for that discipline and organization. And I never even thought about some of that PTSD that, you know, might come with it. Not that that would be a deterrent, but that would just be more of a preparation. Yeah, I, preparation. I think preparation. I mean, Luigi, you're speaking from heart, soul, spirit in a very uh, positive place of experience, which is incredible. And, and again, the goal would be to try to connect with those that are on the fence about yeah. hiring a vet or for that matter, Susie, seeing someone like a vet that comes in and said, hey, yeah, I'm on, I, I'm dealing with PTSD. Um, in terms of automotive, you know that there are a lot of these smaller, you know, five, seven, eight employee arrangements. And it is possible with the right planning culture. Yeah. And man, you got to Luigi, I got it, man. Yeah, hats give, off. Give Luigi <laughs> hugs, man. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Scola, I can, I can sense it. The audience can sense from your voice that, okay, great, you're a veteran. You've been there. You're a business owner. But your hand never stops. Your hand never stops for the vets. And could you share with us an experience that really got you jazzed up with a vet that actually made you a hundred times more in that reflection of giving? What was that experience like, helping a vet? Well, for the past uh, three, four years, we did uh, what's called a recycled rides program where I would receive a vehicle from a recycled uh, facility that was a total loss, and I would get every employee to come in on uh, Saturday and... um, we would repair the vehicle 100%, make sure that it was 100% roadworthy, made sure that it had a brand-new, complete paint job. Any ripped interior pieces or anything would be repaired, and the vehicle looked like an absolute uh, brand-new used vehicle again. And then what we would do is we would donate it to a military family 
that's come out, uh, a military person that has come out of the, the service and in need of family transport and so forth. So um, I work with insurance companies that would align us with those types of people, and um, that's how we've done that. And I've done that a couple times now, like five times, and we're probably going to do it a couple more times within the next few years. It's something that I will not stop doing. Again, it's giving back to the community, not just the community, but the veterans. And we always try to qualify a veteran before we try and qualify a normal person. Uh, not to be unfair, but just because I'm a veteran and I really care about the veterans. That's uh, Luigi Bigheart yep. Scola right there. Luigi uh, Bigheart Scola, I just gave you... Nickname, you're a rich agent. <laughs> Luigi, um, I love your passion. I want you to stay tuned uh, if you're just joining. Um, Luigi Scola out of uh, Car Store Collision, uh, Brookfield, Illinois. All of my Illinois family out of Brookfield, you just need to at least go see Luigi and shake the hand, give, a, give the guy a hug. I mean, Luigi, you're inspiring. And we are going to bring in uh, our second guest is going to join us, John Decatu out of... Uh, the Universal Technical Institute. He's vice president of campus and military admissions. We're going to find out about the programs because I want to be able to give you guys some substance. Uh, Luigi, please hang tight. We're going to bring you back from the break. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, get on to partsauthority.com, check locations nationally near you partsauthority.com I think um, with this statistic coming from the technical educational side of the industry John you have a military admission specific program at UTI for future mechanics and technicians and so on what are you seeing that may be a transition problem from veteran military to actually making a decision that's long staying in a career? In this case, we're talking inviting folks to look at his career as an automotive technician. Are they? Are there? Is there's this miscommunication? Are, are the tools not there? What's happening? What's the gap between veterans and the workforce? Well, I, I, there's obviously a gap between veterans and the workforce, but I just I think the predominant amount of uh, technicians are retiring. And, you know, the gap is an overall gap, and uh, industry has a preference for veterans due to the unique skill set, world perspective, and leadership skills they bring to the table, basically transferable skills. And uh, we took notice of this partnering with industry to actually bring a career skills program to DOD with BMW. And it would make sense to start with what is a career skills program. So about three or four years ago, uh, DOD was spending a tremendous amount of money on unemployment, and they partnered with industry and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce to come up with these career skills programs. And um, 
it's an initiative where industry actually comes to the bases, uh, trains these young men and women in the military, and they walk out into a career. Um, specifically for UTI, we partnered with BMW um, and Camp Pendleton where I work with Camp Pendleton and they signed over the auto hobby shop to us in Area 13. And uh, BMW and UTI renovated the facility and we created a 16-week course that service members from across the country could come to. They're training while they're on active duty. The uh, cost of the program. Hold on a second. I I don't mean to interrupt, but I've got, I want to just clarify. They're training while on active duty. Yes, sir. I love that because I think some of this is, okay, every ending new beginning, but I'm not quite literally prepared for transition. You're transitioning way early in the stage. That's huge. What you said is huge from a human behavior point and reducing the anxiety. Training while on active duty. Yes, sir. That's their job. Our program is a 16-week program, and, you know, at, at Camp Pendleton, where we've had people come in from Hawaii, Alaska, Fort Polk, and Louisiana, and they train for 16 weeks. That's their job. And with the uh, BMW has the expectation for covering the cost of the training for them to work for BMW for a couple years. Which is a standard arrangement, which is a fair arrangement, yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. And walk around. Uh, they're walking out of the level three certifications that are recognized globally by BMW, and actually was recognized at BMW's uh, annual meeting last year as one of their key initiatives, uh, having the BMW M Step program delivered by Universal Technical Institute at Camp Pendleton. Um, and we've went through four classes so far. That's incredible, and kudos to you for all the hard work and. Uh, well, many of the manufacturers, in this case, uh, uh, BMW, is stepping up to the plate in it, that uh, worthy relationship. I want to switch gears a little because you're, you're seeing uh, industry side, you're seeing veteran side. On the small business side, do you find that part of the problem is a small business, as we were, we were kind of talking to Luigi about this, man, we are just not prepared. We don't know what to PTC, uh, PTSD. Well, we don't know that this is more than just a moment of anger. There's deep-rooted issues. Do you find that maybe that's why there, there is a rate of, well, after 60 days, a guy or gal's gone as a veteran because we don't want to connect a small business to that, uh, well, that extra? It's funny you mention that. I, I started my career at UTI in 2009, and we saw a pretty significant increase in veteran population. And um, at UTI, less than 10% of the people that are employed at UTI has ever put on a uniform. And as the veteran population increased, they started seeing PTSD more and didn't know how to react to it. So I took a step back and uh, did some research, and I found that there were five VA medical centers or hospitals within a 50 to 100 mile radius of every one of our campuses. So I actually got the VA to come to our campuses and actually do a class on what is PTSD. And, you know, the the behaviors of veterans are triggered um, by events that happen for saving our country. And um, literally the the video they showed was uh, a veteran before. It actually showed the, the logistics train the IED explosion, showed them at Walter Reed afterwards, and all the things that contributed to it. So as an organization, we were able to combat that effectively with education. 
if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, we're disconnected. Like we, we. I mean, we're we're sitting here comfortably talking as veterans, right? But we're, we're as a society, Susie. You feel. I mean, no matter what you. I mean, you're a kumbaya. You love everybody, but you feel sometimes that there may. Be a disconnect, like you're disconnected. Yeah, no, that was actually a chilling story that you just shared right there. Big time. The education of, of the visual and everything. Um, but I have a, I, I want to know, so when you talked about the active duty 16-week program, what about for inactive? Is there, like, are you seeing, like, a, what age group are you seeing coming into the admissions? Um. Would it help if I kind of gave a brief overview of UTI? Yeah, yeah, we were we didn't mean to start backwards, but you know, oh. it's all good. <laughs> it's Frank and hey. Susie. We we love you, brother, for hanging. But hey. let's just establish for those of you. We don't want to assume that you understand. Give us a give us a rundown of UTI. Absolutely, I give you a breakdown. So, you know, Universal Technical Institute. It also includes NASCAR Technical Institute and Marine and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. We train adults in the transportation and motorsports industries specifically uh, auto, diesel, collision repair, motorcycle, marine, CNC machining, and welding. Um, our programs tend to run about 9 to 22 months. Um, we don't have gen ed classes. If English and math are cool and that's your passion, um, that's great, but we would rather train you the specific career field you've chosen, which is why we can get you done a little bit quicker. Going to veterans, the average age of a veteran getting out of the military is 24 to 26, married one to two kids. So our programs being shorter allows them to graduate sooner and take care of what's most important, and that's their family. They often say that people are judged by the company they keep. And UTI has relationships with companies like BMW, Ford, Nissan, Toyota, Mercedes, uh, Harley-Davidson, Mercury Marine, and NASCAR, to name a few. And because of these relationships, our students actually get jobs uh, four out of five of them get jobs within one year of graduation. In the Marine Corps, we had a saying, once a Marine, always a Marine. And at UTI, we offer job placement assistance throughout your whole life, as long as you graduate. And we also offer free continuing education for anybody who graduated. So we look at our graduates as billboards of our school. And the better they do in the industry, the more industry wants to hire our students. Which right now is a big deal. Both uh, aftermarket, OE, dealerships, you name it, the industry. Uh, there's a huge amount of uh, uh, skills, uh, trades. Absolutely, yeah. especially in what uh, Luigi does. Uh, you know, they have ICAR certifications that you get at UTI. You've got to have so many platinum-level ICAR-certificated te- technicians to be able to have a gold status uh, uh, ICAR shop. So uh, what we do directly affects Luigi as well. And because someone's stationed at Camp Lejeune or Camp Pendleton doesn't mean that that's where they grew up at or where they want to live. And, you know, UTI has a nationwide presence. We have campuses in Chicago and Lyle, uh, Philly, Charlotte, Orlando, Dallas, Houston, L.A., Sacramento, Phoenix, and Bloomfield, New Jersey. And, you know, we have those campuses in major metropolitan cities for two reasons, employment while they go to school and employment while they graduate. Uh, veterans uh, have a benefit they earn called the post nine eleven, And that housing allowance doesn't cover all their bills. We have employment services on at each campus that not only helps them find part-time jobs when they go to school, it also helps their spouses. 
and we also have housing services to be able to help out uh, veterans as they're relocating and transitioning out. That's incredible. It sounds like there's a complete package. Um, talk to us about the um, the government situation and the programs that are available. Um, we have folks listening now. Let's get UTI's website out for veterans specifically. And, of course, on Wrench Nation Facebook, we're going to put more of this information as we want this to live forever in hopes of helping veterans out there right now. Tell us where folks can find this program uh, for veterans uh, over there at UTI. Um, you know, honestly, uh, they can go to uti.edu, and when they enter in their information, we actually have a veteran-specific team. Uh, veterans tend to like to work with other veterans, people who understand their story and what they're going through. We've got a dedicated team to help them out and uh, make their transition as smooth as possible. Before we disconnect, I, I have to give the floor and the honor to Luigi Scola out of Brookfield, Illinois. Luigi, what would you tell me? I'm a young garage operator. I'm a great mechanic. I'm a great bodyman. I'm new to business. What would you tell me regarding our veteran community and giving those an opportunity in my workshop? Um, I would say don't, don't be afraid. Uh, definitely uh, try to be forward and help people understand what your skills are so that we can possibly give you a job and and keep you going. And I did want to mention uh, a couple things before I got off. And um, there are some laws that protect uh, the veterans in the United States. And the first one is the American Disability Act, uh, the AFB, which is American Foundation for the Blind. And actually, there are three main laws that offer anti-discrimination for veterans that protect us for our service-connected disabled veterans. Uh, number one is the ADA Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973. Number two is the Uniform Service of Employment. And number three is the Reemployment Right Act. So if any veteran feels that they've been discriminated possibly against receiving a job or given the opportunity to make success in a, in a position, uh, they should look up those that information on the Internet and get help from those people so that we can help them stay in, in the, in the uh, employment industry. Luigi, there was some great points. Uh, Luigi Scola uh, out of Brookfield, Illinois, Car Store uh, Collision Repair Center. Thank you so much, Luigi, for joining us. Uh, and make sure if you guys are in the Illinois, Brookfield area, visit with Luigi doing some amazing things in his community and for a uh, very special heart for our veteran families out there as well. Uh, you know, we, we have you on, John, and we want to dive in a little deeper because, look, uh, we have some time yet. In fact, you know what? Let's go right through the break. I want to keep, I want to keep John on. Okay, John, this is the gig. I'm just going to tell you. You know it, and I know it. We see it. A lot of our industry peers, they're intimidated about anything that's not central to the norm regarding behavior. In other words, this has worked for me for years. I'm, in, I'm intimidated to make the change because I know what old things worked should be good for me new-wise. We both know the conversation right now in a lot of operations is 
why should I hire a veteran? Why should I hire a veteran when I can do another way or another route? What do you say to those businesses? You know, veterans bring a different perspective to the table. Um, Generally, you're judged on two things, manners and being on time, and, and veterans bring that to the table. They have a world perspective that the average person who's never put on a uniform doesn't have. Uh, they have educations a book can't teach because they've seen places that no one else would have the opportunity to see without it. And they're able to appreciate what we have as Americans that a lot of people take for granted. You know, we have an all-volunteer force. Um, as a veteran, no one owes me anything. I raise my right hand, and I'll say 100% to any veteran. People value you. They value your skills. And you just need to go, be in there, be confident, but be humble and uh, let your work do the talking. Absolutely. And I think as uh, small business, we need to, to sort of admire and give that opportunity. I mean, how could you not, a small business, the way I look at it? There's so many programs. We haven't touched upon that. Um, incentivizations to hire a veteran, those programs exist for small business. Can you talk to us about, maybe on a federal level, what incentives are to hire veterans? Um, you know, it goes administration, administration, state to state. So in order to be able to get uh, specific, I would have to know the exact state you were speaking to. But I do know that there are uh, tax incentives to uh, businesses that hire veterans that are transitioning out that uh, goes along with the, uh, the VAL Act, I believe, um, signed by the Obama administration. Yeah, and I didn't mean to put you on the spot. It's something like, uh, and I'm just reading, because I think it's important to get this out. A lot of folks don't know there there are incentives. Uh, uh, this, as of April of 2019, says the equal government has extended tax breaks for hiring veterans. Again, you've got to double-check this. I'm not an accountant, neither is uh, our friend from UTI. They equal 40% of the first 6000 to 24000 of wages earned by qualifying individuals. That's roughly 2400 to 9600 per qualified new hire. So here we are. We're painting a scene. Shortage of automotive technicians. Technology. 100 million lines of code in an F-150. So we've ruled that out. If you said to yourself, well, I don't think I want to be a mechanic. That's a grease monkey. I'll have you know you're more of a network engineer. Or for that matter, you may be a welder. You may be somebody working on collision. ADAS systems are huge. Advanced driving awareness systems where there's technology. You're not just replacing the side view mirror. You've actually got to realign and train cameras. So you cannot give me this argument that, well, mechanics and technicians, they, I'm not. This is a smorgasbord of a great opportunity to, yeah. no, to take oh, care of your family. Exactly yeah. Right. And there's nothing wrong with people who pursue, pursue four-year degrees. My wife's a nurse. Sure. I graduated from the University of North Carolina. Uh, but today... Seven out of ten jobs in America do not require a, a degree. They are vocation-based skills that, again, time is the only commodity you can't buy. And if you could get legitimate real-world training from 9 to 22 months um, and walk out to a career that has upward mobility, career opportunities with 401Ks, job stability, I mean, it makes sense as a – Marine Corps recruiter, I put a lot of people in the Marine Corps that uh, had the ability to go to a four-year school but lacked the desire. And these vocational trades offer them the ability to get a skill to be able to take care of their family in meaningful ways. And uh, just, it's a blessing. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, John Degadu with the UTI Vice President of the Military Admissions and Campus Programs. John, please tell the people, where can they find UTI online? And then specifically for some of our locals, are you, uh, where are you based out of? Are you here in Phoenix? Are you uh, Scottsdale campus? Or I, I, I work with all the campuses. I actually live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Grew up in South Mississippi and Louisiana. Um, but UTI is global. I, I would welcome them to go to the website, uti.edu. It gives them an overview of our programs. And then if it's a career field that interests them, I would tell them to go uh, fill out uh, just a, a brief uh, piece of information online. And when they fill out that information, they're not going to get hounded by telemarketers or anything like that. They're going to have one person contact them and have a meaningful conversation about what's important to them. What are their goals and motivations in their life? And, you know, what could be an obstacle could get in their way? And we have people that work with people all the time in their similar situations to be able to help them cross that line, to be able to help them take care of what matters most, and that's their family. It's amazing. Uh, thank you for your service as a Marine. We appreciate you and actually digging deep to, to help transition veterans to a, a skilled career. John Decadu, Vice President, Campus and Military Missions out of Universal Technical Institute. I appreciate, John, you joining Ranch Nation. Thank you so much. Hoorah, brother. Have a good one. Y'all have a great week. Hoorah. Hoorah. Yeah. I'd love, you know, come on, man. Marines, we, Navy, we have this little quiet battle back and forth. Marines <laughs> hanging out with the Navy and the Navy. But we love that. And so here you are, people, listening to this, whether it's on the replay live here or on our, our, our weekend radio shows. You know a veteran. You know a veteran. Maybe it's not working out. Here's the shortage. Like right now. If I had the ability to hire a seasoned technician, I would do it to grow my business. I'm telling you straight, but I can't as quick because I don't have it. It's not there. The shortage is real. And you consumers are listening. We're all consumers. You're driving. Man, it does take longer. The, the shop had my car for three days, four days. It used to be one day. It's real. So why not made up? through some of the programs like with UTI, veterans, get them into the skilled trades. And then our guy, Luigi, spot on, man. That was yeah. inspirational. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? That was inspirational. So if you own a small business, look, we're nuts that way. You, you know we're nuts that way to have a small business. But be nutty about our vets, man. Next Veterans Day is coming up soon. Whether you're listening to this after or before or on Veterans Day. When you think about a veteran, think about the employability. Think about family. Think about the long haul in terms of how you can help them. And not just treat it as a check-in, check-out. So there you have it. That's our little show from Ranch Nation. As a veteran, I thank you for your veteran service. And I'm proud to call you a shipmate, a landmate, an airmate, Navy SEALs, all of you listening. I know we got a lot of veterans listening. Susie. <laughs> you make me laugh. Well, I'm just being sincere. I love my vets, not because I'm a vet, because I love everybody. Of course. That's the way it is. So if you want to bring on a show topic, get on to WrenchNation.tv. Catch us, Wrench Nation Facebook. Always an honor. I'm going to try to Facebook Live from SEMA Apex. Show you a little eye candy, some muscle cars. Maybe visit some of the past show 
guests. There you go. That uh, have been on Brother JD. We've had a, a ton of folks. And uh, bring that to you next week because uh, next week maybe a replay of a show. I don't know. We may surprise you. So get on to RanchNation.tv, jot your email. Frank Frank says, jot your email. Susie also asks you with a big smile, jot your email. Catch the weekly newsletter, man. We'd love to have you guys hang with our Vibe Tribe, our Mechanical Vibe Tribe. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. I saw your picture. Back of my door